0: Listen to the Voice of Survival podcast every other Friday, right here, on the Journey Into Comics Network. JourneyIntoComics.com The following is a Journey Into Comics Network production. We're gonna fuck the sodomites 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 in the...
1: the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcastrophy, episode 17. And uh, this is the first podcast episode after uh, Christmas. And I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas, some happy holidays. I hope you all were jolly and had a really good time. Uh, I, I had a good, a good Christmas weekend, spent a lot of time with family, spent a lot of time with my girlfriend Miranda. Uh, my only complaint, literally the only complaint I had... About my Christmas weekend was, I didn't get to watch a Christmas story.
0: Same, I did not see. For the, this is probably the first year in my thirty years of existence that I did not watch a Christmas story during Christmas. It
1: bums me out. It bummed me out. Uh, please welcome to the show, Nate Phillips. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> did you have a good
0: Christmas? did you know what? This Christmas is winning. It was weird yeah. because I like literally broke the bank and got as much as I could for whoever I could. You know. And, you know, and that's how Christmas is in the Christmas spirit. You know, I'm going to spend all this money on someone else and hope that other people spend a little (laughs) money on me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's I actually want to talk about that today, too, because I feel like. Oh, definitely. I feel like the Christmas spirit is so dead. And I maybe that's maybe I'm feeling that this year because I didn't watch a Christmas story. (laughs) Uh, But it was busy. Lots of Christmas stuff going on. Lots of baking and making things and had the PlayStation three death that happened uh, that I think I talked about on some podcast. I did. I don't remember
1: (laughs) one of the many. Uh, Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, it was one of those things that, like, this year I wasn't expecting a whole lot, and then everything just, like, fell into place beautifully. I got, like, the Stranger Things VHS Collector's Blu-ray set. Oh, it's amazing. It's so awesome. I
1: just watched the Stranger Things bad lip reading today. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's 18 minutes long, and it is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Wow.
0: Is it just through season one, or is it? Yeah, (laughs) it's just
1: season one. Okay, so. So I can't wait for season two. Huh, that's Bad interesting.
0: But it was weird because like this Christmas, I got a bunch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Blu-rays. I'm like missing six. I actually got a duplicate. Oh. Which was Spider-Man. Oh, fun. Which is great because the Spider-Man I initially <laughs> got is in my dead PS3. Yeah. That I can't get out. So it like worked out beautifully. I was like yes i still get to watch spidey of course i did watch spider-man immediately after but no overall great christmas what about you did you uh you said you only had like one complaint but what well, any cool shit you got uh
1: you know uh i i got to um christmas weekend we did uh episode 18 which is drunk castrophy this was live streamed much like this Ooh, that's the uh feature <laughs> week show. yes it will be featured uh is that next week Oh wow, that's next week, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool uh, recording uh, this episode an episode the day before it airs because everything's very current and I don't have to account for like a two week thing or time travel. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's weird. So
1: like next week is Pod is Podbean's feature week for the Journey into Comics network and then the week after that is the Game addicts feature week. So uh, everybody please just go ahead and tune into that. It's going to be a blast. All the shows are going to be putting forth their best effort. I mean, not that we don't always, but we're really bringing the thunder.
0: Yeah, this is uh it's weird because when we found out we had the feature and it was like, "Oh, the first week of January and it so happens that the day like January 1st is Monday coinciding with Journey into Comics." We just thought like, "Let's let's go for broken and, and maybe try things we've never tried before or um, really bring our like you said, we always bring our best effort. Hmm. However, there's like extra stakes on the table. Makes you elevate your game a little bit. And I think that's good because it it gives us a reason to elevate our game and we don't become stagnant and just like complacent with the same style of podcast over yeah. and over again. So uh, it's going to be really like genuinely fantastic during Feature Week. We're going to be sharing a lot of stuff. Uh, we're recording a lot of Feature Week. I think tomorrow. Oh kinda, joy! Is how that's going to play yeah. out. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, what do you? Th- you know, I want to. I, I, I don't know if I want to like steal your spotlight with your podcast here, but I do want to know because we were just on the topic of Christmas. Is the Christmas spirit and the holiday spirit dead? Um, I think a
1: lot of people like have lost sight of what it really is. Uh, however, I think with the people in my life, I've, I've managed to really surround myself with good, genuine people. So in my life, it's not lost. Uh, we have really good people that just enjoy, um, being around each other and enjoying like, yeah, just enjoying each other's company. And so, which I think that's what the Christmas spirit really is, is just, uh, being grateful for the people in your life and enjoying each other's presence, you know?
0: I totally feel you. The reason I brought this up is because I was thinking about it, and we become so desensitized to Christmas. Think about how early you're getting Christmas ads and stores putting up Christmas stuff like it's October.
1: Yeah. Literally, yeah.
0: Halloween's not even over, and they're already trying to push Christmas I saw stuff everybody. in
1: September this year.
0: Whoa, that's a little yeah, too much. it but, is. Uh, I just, it, it kind of dawned on me that I didn't feel, it's not like I feel bah humbug grinchy type deal there, but it was just like. What I knew as a kid and my excitement for Christmas and spending time with your family, but then like there was like a everybody was doing that and there was a general community and everyone was friendlier to each other. And I feel like now with consumerism, there's just so much. There's so many like monsters in the world, like people who are just evil during. Oh yes. Yeah. You know. Oh, I'm trying to get this fucking cool toy for my kid, and this little girl has it in her hand. I'm gonna take it from the little girl. Fuck you.
1: That's that's the greedy the greeniness and humor nature. Uh, I don't like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think it just rubbed Christmas the wrong way. It really has. Mixed with the, like I said, the fact that you have so many places putting out holiday stuff so early. It's like, let us just enjoy, like Christmas was special because it it, it wasn't Christmas until like a couple days before Christmas. Yeah. Oh my God, Christmas is almost here. But now it's like October 31st. Why do I see a fucking Christmas tree? And Menard's. Stop it! You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, knock that shit off. That's all I have for that, anyways.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I guess the other complaint, and this is more like a I'm growing up and starting to adult more complaint rather than a actually about Christmas. But I am so tired of traveling. As and I say this to you as you just made a two hour trip down here. So sorry. <laughs>
0: but, you, don't, you know, you don't have to apologize to me. No, I love traveling.
1: No, like I, I have a lot of family out of town and. I'm not really big on the whole extended family thing. Like, cool if I see you, but I'm more close family. Could care less about the extended family. No offense to those watching. If you
0: do watch, (laughs) I love how you just are like, "Fuck you, family." Who but like, no, like I
1: don't see you guys, and you guys haven't really been that. It's Giant not like of an impact of my life.
0: Exactly. It's not like there's a um, camaraderie there that you've had where it's like yeah. your cousins that you played with every summer yeah. are not the cousins that live in Georgia that you saw once in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. But like when I say a close family, I mean like my mom, my dad, my grandparents, uh, and my my uncles within the, like my, between my mom and my dad. Yeah. Like not my like, oh, my grandma's sister and then her her kids, those are basically considered those are cousins. So just on down the pipeline it just, it never ends, but no, like I had to, so I live in Lafayette, Indiana, my girlfriend in Frankfurt. I had, so if she's tagging along, um, which she did, which I love her for that. She goes and goes and goes and puts up with all my bullshit. Um, I had, I had to go pick her and her kids up and then drive two towns away Go through Delphi, go go to Monticello, go drive back through Delphi, back to Frankfurt, back to Lafayette, and then do it all over again another day. It, got, it was exhausting, <laughs> uh, all welcome, that driving.
0: Welcome to male adulting, at yep. least in my experience. And that's I, fine. That's fine. I drive so much. I was just telling Veronica the other day, like, if I could quantify the amount of miles I've put on my body in driving form. I know I'm not talking about flights because that's a little extraneous, yeah. but just driving. I've probably put, like, a good 300 400,000 miles on my body. You know, just make nine-hour trips, 10-hour trips, doing this, doing that, going to see my dad every couple days yeah, or whatever, yeah. two-hour drive one way, two-hour drive back, coming to Lafayette, doing band shows, <laughs> going to fucking Michigan, going to Chicago or Milwaukee or wherever the fuck. So uh, the driving thing, it's almost like I'm numb to it now, you know? Yeah. I just tune out, listen to a podcast, and escape. It's weird because I used to listen to music, but I think it made me drive way more aggressively. And I was like, I don't want to get pulled over, so I'm just gonna. It's
1: really bad. My travel. Do that. My travel listening is almost strictly podcast, and I bet it drives my girlfriend crazy. But because she has no idea what, like, oh, that's the great. only one, like, the only time she's okay listening is if it's like one of like your podcast, your Brandon's podcast, because she's familiar with you guys now. Oh, but she, like I all she this, liked
0: our voice. Damn.
1: Oh. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> But I'll listen to like the Rooster Teeth podcast. I'll listen to uh, like uh, kind of funny or off-topic or something like that. And it she she's they mostly talk about like not not kind of funny, but Rooster Teeth. They mostly talk about stuff within their own company, like happenings around the Rooster Teeth community, like whether it has something to do with one of the shows they do or just internal like inside jokes and funny stuff. But you know, I I've been part of that community for probably 15 years now f- yeah
0: before you were podcasting yeah even so
1: so like i'm familiar with them and i i actually get all the jokes and i i i feel like i know those people because i've i've been with them for so long
0: yeah absolutely they're like um people it, it's weird because with radio and it's funny we were talking about this off air earlier the whole uh, spoiler alert there's a reference to something i'm familiar with that comes in Drunkastrophe, the ellis show Right, Linder talked about it.
1: Actually, he didn't talk about that until after we were done really? recording. Oh. Yeah, the live stream kept going for another two, three minutes.
0: Well, it was really interesting because I was watching the live stream, and he, somebody had said that they found your show through... I had posted an LSFAM, Yeah, a live stream. I think stream his name Link. was
1: Travis Anderson.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Shout out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was weird because I just if if you're doing a podcast trophy episode i post it in places where i think people will like it and i did that on ellis thinking well maybe some ellis fam will come check it out and they're not going to know podcast trophy and that's okay cuz they'll enjoy it yeah and it was weird to hear linder bring that up like of course it was off air but uh because it's it just they the ellis fam and stuff has had such a huge impact with me and it was cool to see it uh-huh. kind of like brush off to you guys
1: that's that yeah it's really cool and i i really enjoyed hearing uh dave linder and company um just repeatedly drunkenly yell red dragons oh over yes. Over <laughs> yes amazing that's uh it was
0: great it was great yeah that's just that's a part of the culture with ellis fam and red dragons and being a wolf knife and there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes with that it's like almost a different part of me you know um uh, in 2009 or 10 sarah bought her car it came with sirius mm-hmm. uh jason ellis show is on sirius and, man, that early stuff is what got me wanting to even do my own show before I knew what I yeah. wanted to do. I was like, I want to be a fucking radio. Like, I'll fucking be the king of radio, you know? And it is <laughs> it is difficult, and it's real. But that just listening to Ellis, like, Really pour his heart out about real shit that was happening. This was before he kind of got macho big time. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, he's been through therapy and is a different person now, so that's a whole different story. But during those times, I made a lot of friends and a lot of people throughout the country that I have a lot in common with, and they're Ellis fam. And we have bonds that go beyond speaking. We don't need to talk to each other for months on end. And we do crazy shit for each other. And Ellis fam, someone who I'm really close with, this guy named Dylan, was at our last show. He just showed up. Oh, awesome. He's like, hey, I'm coming in. I'm going to be at your show. How
1: how far away did he travel?
0: He was only about 40 minutes away because he moved to Chicago recently. But he had lived in like England and Georgia and fucking uh, uh, St. Louis. And we had always tried to link up. I think we linked up once last year. And he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm definitely coming to your guys' show on the 16th." And he did, and it was awesome to see him. Um, so it's it's really cool to just have like a constant reminder of the great times of Ellis Fam and Ellis Community and doing the Ellismania events. I think you would have great fun going to an Ellis. Mania oh yeah, event. um, you know me, I'm generally down to do basically but anything. At Ellismania, they have crazy ass fights. So they have oh. like the electric dog collar fight where four dudes are in the ring and they're blindfolded and they have electric dog collars on their necks and they're getting shocked at 11 by judges who are just sitting there shocking the <laughs> shit out of them while they can't see. And they're trying to punch other competitors it gets pretty interesting. Or the musical chairs fight. There's a bunch of chairs in the ring. The music's going, a bunch of dudes are going around the ring. The two dudes who don't get seats fight oh, whoever's shit. last standing wins. Like they do crazy, crazy matches, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that's just a, it's just I'm just rambling now about about Ellis fam, but it it is it was a fun time in my life, so mm-hmm. I do like reflecting on that.
1: Yeah, speaking of like the radio stuff and uh, podcasting in general, you invited me to uh, a few groups a few months ago, and because of that, like I got to know a little bit more about the podcasting world. It's it's afforded me opportunities to. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm gonna not gonna lie, I haven't checked out any of their podcasts at all. <laughs> Because uh, I I I have a whole network of podcasts that I listen to, and it's called the Journey into Comics Network, and I, I need to stay up to date on that, uh, on top of the couple other podcasts I listen to. So, uh, with that being said, like I don't have really a lot of time for other podcasts, uh, but no, like I I got to. Uh, meet. I got to see like all the different types of podcasts. Like, I didn't know true crime podcasting was a thing. There
0: are too many fucking true crime <laughs> podcasts. Knock I it didn't off. know.
1: I didn't know there were scripted podcasts. Like what? Yeah, what?
0: dramas. Well, you know, it's weird because I think that technically speaking, audio dramas exist before and have always existed before podcasts. Yeah, yeah. and the idea of turning an audio drama into a podcast is just like. Just a new place to share something that yeah. they already do, and
1: I'm not knocking it whatsoever. Oh no, I know you're not. Uh, I mean, I mean, speaking of audio dramas, wasn't it, uh, uh, Orson Welles' broadcast of The War of the Worlds? Yes,
0: absolutely. Awesome. <clears throat> that
1: I love that whole story. How like people were freaking out, thinking it was real. Uh, but anyway, anyway. So, uh, you, I've I've been on these uh, groups for a minute. Uh, there's a podcasting smarter group. There's the podcasters hangout group. Those are cool. Uh, then there's the uh, podcast we listen to group, which I think was the first one I joined. And I've had a struggle with that group for a minute. Uh, not with the community, which I, I will. Uh, <laughs> so
0: please, please today. Bring it down. All right. Yes.
1: Today, just a, sh- a few short hours ago, uh, I saw a post in the community. Uh, from one of the admins i'm assuming yes it, it was and the admin was complaining about people posting within the group saying uh i don't know if this is against the rules but I'm, if you if you want just delete it anyways um and he was complaining about people that do that saying just read the rules or contact one of us and ask us and i was like my 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 only comment was okay. Some people have anxiety, and they get anxiety about messaging people directly. Me too. Yeah, I, I get that all the time. And someone and I the the post went on. Uh, I screenshotted most of it. Uh, let's see. It said just read the rules. If it follows them, if you're if you're wrong and it's not okay or some gray, the, the admin will tell you. And I said it just seems like a senseless thing to bitch about. In my opinion, <laughs> and then one of the admins, Deanna, <laughs> said, "If you were an admin and had to deal with these every day, and ninety percent of them aren't okay, you'd bitch too. Then don't it, be an admin." Yeah, it, basically, <laughs> I, I'm tired. I got very tired of this. Uh, all the admins of this group just, uh, So someone else said, "So your logic is." This makes me slightly uncomfortable. So, since my feelings are are more important than the admins, I'll just go ahead and saddle them with stress. Fuck you. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, not gonna name you, but fuck you. And my my final reply to this before I left the group, which I'll get to that in a sec. I'll get to me leaving the group in a second. I said, no, I'm just saying that could explain why so many people don't just message the admin. Not that I'm a huge proponent for the fragile, I have anxiety and can't do anything because of it lifestyle, but anxiety makes people do weird things and makes shit like communicating to someone very difficult. I went on to say, I'm probably about to leave this community. Will I be missed? Nah. Have fun, guys. I just can't be part of such a cunty community anymore mic podcast isn't about how many views fans listens i can get it's about conversation and fun with my friends so enjoy first i would like to wow okay so my dumbass. <laughs> i'm looking at the screenshot and i see the notification and, and i actually tried clicked to click it oh that's great rookie so <laughs> first and foremost i would like to apologize to the actual community of people you guys did nothing wrong uh i would i guess i should have uh, said it better and said the cunty admins of the community. That's <laughs> that's a bird towards my uh, video feed. If uh, any of them are watching, they can go fuck off.
0: Probably not. They probably won't. No, watch probably it not. Here's the thing. You know, I don't mean to. I don't want to bash or do a bunch of like. What happened to you? I think is horseshit. Because here's one thing I know about podcasts we listen to is they talk about how they want to build this great community, how there's such a large community of people. But if you're not an admin, don't advertise your shit there because it's not acceptable. Yeah. And I think that's kind of bogus because really it's Facebook. Yes, every community has rules, but it shouldn't be limit how you advertise to yourself because you might be in a situation where you're conversing with someone. And they bring something up. And your your best response is, well, shit, there's actually a show on my podcast network that I'm a part of. Which I've would done. would be perfect for you. Which I have done. Exactly. And, and, you know, I have no remorse for that. I think that we're in a day and age now where we're all motherfucking gunslingers and you have to be able to be willing to promote your shit and stand up uh-huh. to people who don't want you to promote your shit. Like, why are some podcasts getting so far ahead? And other podcasts are doing like so much real work and actually genuinely love it, and they're not getting ahead. But the people, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And and that's like that with like really Um, any um, business model.
1: Another time I've spoken my mind and in my very blunt manner that I tend to do. Hell yeah. uh, uh, They post, there was another admin, I guess, stating, in my opinion, bitching uh, about people posting live feeds and oh, which we've sigh. done in that and it's whatever i kind of agreed with their point uh like it made sense i'm like okay fine but anyway so i got a message request and i and i see it's from this deanna and dun, dun, she tell and i i was like oh this is gonna be good i gotta accept this <laughs> so she says you're banned from podcasts we listen to there's no need to call a successful 16K member community what you called us. Do not request membership in the future. Followed by a screenshot of my comment like I didn't know, know what, what I said. Know what you said. said. <laughs> um, I agree. There was no need for me to call the community this of 16,000 people who probably not 16,000 even pay attention to it. Not anymore. Um, they're, they're, you're right, Deanna. There was no need for me to call 16,000 people cunty pieces of shit i guess however fuck you and all your admins uh i replied i left period that's okay period (laughs) she replies she continues to reply oh so this (laughs) there's more wow i I sent the screenshots to of this conversation and the post to uh the journey into comics group chat i was driving nate was driving but uh i I said i left that's okay she comes back with and you won't get back in anxiety must not be that bad today since you're since you're full of such strong words i said i replied with as i said period that's okay period like i'm not gonna feed into this no you're just like shutting it down yeah i i don't give a i left the group i left the group i don't give a fuck if i'm banned i left it because i didn't want to be there why do i give a fuck if i'm banned and i'm not gonna come crawling back because you're a bunch of cunts
0: thank you thank you (laughs) she read it
1: and And never responded so good but Yeah. yeah i i just wanted to put that out there so for anybody in the podcast we listen to community Uh, I apologize for calling you cunts and that you have to put up with such cunty leadership.
0: Is it leadership though? Administration. Are they just dictators at that point? (laughs)
1: Administration. You
0: can't post that. Hey, you also can't say that. You can't post that. You can't, you can't say that. (laughs) You know what? And this is, uh, let's talk about this. Here's another amazing topic. I want to talk about the gunslingers in the wild, wild West. Are we at the last stronghold of communication? with podcasting where think about it like this man podcasts uncensored if i want to say fuck donald trump right now fuck donald trump nothing happened no one's upset with me i can put that up tomorrow and it's not going to change anything you know what i'm saying and you know like fcc regulations on you know terrestrial radio and fcc regulations on television and stuff do you think there will ever be a time where we're going to get stuck dealing with what we can and cannot say on a podcast and how fortunate are we to also kind of reflect that we're in a time now where we can do and say whatever the fuck we want.
1: I don't know. Um, I think since this is like, yeah, it's, it's weird because we're not a company. So I feel like we're free to say whatever we want. We don't have regulations. Correct. So I don't see why they would put regulations on something that's not official or whatever, you know?
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, we're I'm, not licensed. I, I'm just looking at the future as a whole. Yeah, then
1: that's that's mustering that's, ugh, that's getting rid of free speech.
0: Thank you. That's the point I'm bringing up.
1: Like, do you really do you really think we're gonna not have a First Amendment?
0: It's not that we aren't gonna have a First Amendment. I just don't know if we're gonna have a president that abides by any of the law and order. So that's the question <laughs> here, you know. And uh, the the thing I'm talking about rules and regulations is like that day could be coming where you get flagged if you say a certain thing and then that show maybe doesn't hit iTunes for whatever reason or uh, that show gets flagged and it doesn't go to Stitcher or to Spotify or whatever. Th- that is a very strong possibility in the future with the way things have been changing. Do I think that it's going to be in the next five years? No. But in the next 50, I it wouldn't surprise me if there are podcast regulations coming in, in the future. You know
1: That'll bum me out. <laughs> Especially with the
0: possibility of net neutrality, and if that actually yeah.
1: holds, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't get through Congress.
0: No, it shouldn't. It should not get through Congress at all. Uh, it uh, that's that's for the poor rapport.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: what do you want to talk <laughs> Which, about now?
1: Speaking of the poor report, like I really enjoyed uh, AP's uh, episode this week. Uh, he once again talked about some Christmassy stuff, and he talked about the Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that bit about the Santa Claus movie.
0: I listened to it on the way down all the way through again because I listened to part of it as I was editing it and like three quarters of it. And then I was like, okay, well, I got to edit another podcast now. So in the list of things to do, listen to it. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to watch the Santa Claus movies now just to see how, <laughs> how like accurate that concept is that it's the scariest Christmas movie Uh, One thing that's really interesting, we were at Sarah's family's Christmas, and they brought out the family's old toy box, right? And all the kids are growing up now, so Uh it's like, you know, these toys are ancient, you know, or whatever. A lot of toys from my childhood, like McDonald's toys and whatnot, but there was a Subway toy in there of just a dude in, like, a gray sweatsuit with his hand like this, and he was still. I'm like, this is familiar. Why do I know this? So I set it aside. Looking through all the toys, looking through all the toys, we're looking through the toys, having a laugh. Oh, look at this cool thing. Ha ha, whatever. I find the back ass of a Santa Claus. It's like the back half of Santa. Okay, that's weird. So I'm digging some more. I find the front half of Santa. And I was like, oh my God. It's a Subway Santa Claus action figure that came with Subway, like Happy Meal or whatever. So you clasp them together around the Tim Allen action figure, and <laughs> He's the Tim San- Allen
1: action figure. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. He's
0: Santa Claus. I gotta take. I'll remember to take a picture of that next time. Please I'm do. Old. I. Yeah. I would love to see and that. I think it was also like a little like uh, Santa Claus snow globe or something. So. Yeah. I love that there are there are several people watching. If you're in here watching, please feel free to share the feed. Check out my dope flash kicks. Can you see? Oh them? hell yeah! Can you see them? You can't. Oh, that's, that's badass. I didn't know how um, to do that. I just like flailed my feet around
1: on the live stream. For, for those watching, also, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. I've, I've said this like the last few live feeds, but uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, know that this is not the only medium this podcast comes in, and I don't always live stream. So please check out the Journey into Comics Network by going to journeyintocomics.com. And subscribe. You can subscribe either there on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and uh, Google Play. Uh, And you get so many podcasts on top of that.
0: But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Because if you go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics, you actually can for $1 get early access to every show on the network. And for $3 get exclusive content and early access. It's incredible. We have a big thing we're about to announce during feature week. We're going to be debuting a Patreon exclusive that is going to go for 18 consistent weeks in a row. Oh, yeah. And when that officially gets announced, we will be rolling out a bunch of information for it where people can see what exactly I'm talking about. But teaser, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a pretty risky thing that no other podcast network is trying.
1: It's going to be rather huge. Huge. It's going to be huge. 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 It is. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for you guys to hear about it. I can't wait for you guys to hopefully subscribe to us on Patreon, even if it's just for a little while. You know, you, you can always unsubscribe. We don't want you to. But if you, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. We just want your support, and uh, it'll help us grow.
0: Yeah, we're on the cusp right now, and Nate needs a new computer, <laughs> as it were. So yeah, yeah. Uh, not to say that everybody's Patreon dollars are going to go directly to me getting a new computer, but it will help alleviate. Yeah, uh, you know, supplement. It goes.
1: Whatnot, it goes so. stu- towards stuff like hosting.
0: Thank you. Very good. And, and
1: travel costs, yeah. and because uh, so we can do cons.
0: Yes, exactly. I love doing cons. We're, I love uh,
1: doing Lafayette Con this year.
0: Yeah, we're, I'm still waiting to hear back. There might be uh something going on in late March or early April with another Indiana-based Ooh. Comic-Con, so hopefully I can get some news on that soon and we'll be getting it back to mm-hmm. you guys. But anyways, it's your show, so I'm going to stop trying to take over um, with all the plugs and shit. Oh, no,
1: dude, it's all The thing the the cool thing about my show is my guests are a host too.
0: Am
1: I? Yeah. But if you, if you didn't notice from uh, Drunk Castrophe, Nick actually led the hell out of that show. Dude, he's a pro.
0: He is. He, he really is. is. A pho- like Nick Maxson, if you are listening, I need you to hear my voice tell you how serious I am when I say you are a phenomenal podcast host. You just have it. Whatever it is, you have it. There's no hesitation in your voice. You're strong to lead. You push your conversation how you want it to go, and... It's fucking cool to have you on the mm-hmm. network. I'm so stoked for that show. Bruise with dudes is amazing. Bruce with the dudes is amazing. It's one of the only shows I've not appeared on yet. Ooh, yeah, it's coming soon though. We've talked some plans. good. We've talked good. some plans.
1: Get him on. Get him on all that. He expressed that he he really wants to be on the the poor of Dude,
0: that can happen easily. Oh yeah, AP will make that happen. No question. I want Nick to do foodies, and I think that's one of the things we talked about is doing a foodies bruise crossover kind of how you guys did the drunk castrophy bruise thing yeah it would be the same concept but with foodies and no drunk castrophy <laughs> <laughs> no shirtless lender oh man spoiler that's or the alert, best that's the best i guess that's the hardest part about your podcast though really is because like for drunk castrophy man it's way more beautiful to watch it i think oh yeah because there's just some hilarious moments you guys did that at the doom room yes oh beautiful beautiful It was really christmassy and awesome
1: yeah, yeah. Nick's uh, Death Star uh, Christmas top, Christmas tree topper, awesome. Can't beat it. It changes colors. Oh, and it makes sounds. What? Yeah, it, he showed, He demonstrated it. for us before we started. Um, I guess on to the next topic of discussion, uh, and for whatever reason, if you don't want to discuss it, it's fine. Uh, what, what have you been doing for your podcast lately that are to improve? Like what? What are some things that coming down the pipeline that you can talk about? What are some things you've been doing to you know spice it up a bit?
0: Well, I think that with the network and the way things have been going as of late, and having my hands in like ten different shows, really, and it's not like I'm uh, doing a lot for every show, but in a little way, I, I try to peek my head in as a boss and say, hey. Is it cool? Good. Great. Okay. Yeah. Keep doing. Keep doing. You. You're doing fucking awesome. And you do. You yeah. do really a uh, really good job of that. Uh, but really, it, it, it's weird because I don't think I did a lot, and I've noticed our numbers went up and improved. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, I didn't. I didn't change much of what I did. I mean, I'm. I'm trying to be better about being mindful about how I'm saying things, and when I'm coming into a podcast, I definitely like am in the hours leading up to podcasting thinking about what I want to say and making sure there are some you know, important points I want to make for whatever the topic we're talking about Mm -hmm. at the time is. Um, But really, I think it's just about relaxing and not giving a fuck. Like, I don't care that there's a fucking camera here recording me. And I don't care that you've got a microphone on me. And I don't care if fucking somebody from CBS News comes in and films us having a conversation about having a conversation because I love talking. Yeah, same. That's all that that matters to me. That's why I wanted to do this. Exactly. It's the element of just being able to put your thoughts in a place and never let them go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great. And it also shows your growth as a person. It's crazy to think about like a year ago before the network officially happened, we were announcing that Journey into Wrestling was going to officially just be on the feed every episode. So it was like the preamble to what the network became. And then the same decision got made for foodies. And it was like, okay, well, we're we're two in. Then you made the decision and so on, and now we're here. So what do I do to improve? It's just constantly listening. I think I'm not afraid to take criticism either. If someone Mm -hmm. comes to me and is like, hey, man, you said fucking uh a (laughs) hundred times in that podcast. And all I hear is Nate going uh, uh, uh. It's annoying. Stop. I'll be like, oh, fuck, I got to remember that. If I'm going to say something, I need to think about it and just let the words flow. Don't stop and go, uh, oh yeah, here's my thought. so on and so Uh-huh. On. So that's all I That's Oh, all I yeah.
1: Have. Uh, I've always I've always enjoyed your criticism.
0: Criticism? Do Critic- criticize?
1: Well, not, not, not exactly. It's constructive criticism. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed anything you can point out I, or anything anyone can point out because it, I've always accepted criticism in general because it helps you grow.
0: It absolutely does. Uh, It
1: helps you, even if if the criticism's, I guess, wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. Uh, Even if it's wrong, like, it it still, if you're open-minded about it, it still allows you to take a a step back and look at what they're pointing out and be like, okay. Why did they see that? Yeah, why did they see that? Or, okay, maybe, nah, it's not there. Okay, cool.
0: uh, You know... It's hard. I will say that that's one thing that's a little bit more difficult for me because, uh, as Veronica will say, I'm a doer. Mm-hmm. If I put my mind to something, I just do it. Like It's not yes. like, hey, I'm going to go make all these like um, title cards for different episodes we have coming up. Nope, I just go do it, and I don't even think about it and get the work done. I didn't eat yesterday because literally after I got done with Journey into Wrestling – I stood at the computer that we we're borrowing from Veronica for six and a half hours making title cards for the the event that I'm talking about that we have coming up. Yes, and they're and, awesome. And you you have seen those? You got? <laughs> I previewed preview them. Yes. So, um, it's hard for me to really like because I want to be like, oh, you, I would love to see your episode be out by then. But I know how it works too. Sometimes you plan, you can plan your fucking whole life away to get oh, yeah. a podcast done, and it doesn't work. Things come up. Do you remember one time we recorded a podcast? Yeah, never saw the light of day. I'm so sad about that one still to this day.
1: I I really am too. Uh, and you you mentioned that on your interview with podcasting smarter. Oh yeah, I did the, that. That was cool. Yeah, you mentioned that we we did that episode and it was so great and it was lightning in a bottle.
0: And then you said you even said like I can't wait to hear this. Uh-huh. I'm so excited.
1: I don't think I've ever heard the phrase "lightning in a bottle" more than since that episode and you know what like i may have heard it before that but i don't remember yeah and but i immediately knew exactly what it meant yes because <laughs> was like, that's like, there was a certain that's such a cool phrase
0: <laughs> and that's another thing i will say too with all the people that are a part of the network and i mentioned this on podcasting smarter you guys all are a part of this by way of journeying into comics whether it was doing a holiday yeah. bullshit or a special metal cast or whatever the groundwork was laid in jic yes now we're, it's like you guys got all, all got your own spin offs. Like we're the fucking CW or something, you know? Um, I, I guess that makes you the flash of our universe, if, if that makes because I guess we're the ammo I'm
1: okay being Barry Allen.
0: Does that make Brando diggle?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that, that. He was, he is or was watching. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: thought that was good. Hey, at least. Spoiler alert, you eventually become the Green Arrow. Truth. Uh, The thing is, though, um, is being a part of this and coming on different shows, doing your show. Yeah. Every time we do a show together, I feel like it's magical in one way or another. Because even if it's like we don't even have, like, there's no notes right now. No. You don't have a goddamn lick of nothing that tells me what we're doing. We're just rolling with it right now. And that's what I love about your show is that we're just in the moment and just kind of like going with it, and we're talking about whatever's happening and whatnot. Um, and then you look at like a show like, for example, the Poor Report. I had to do, I had to host that show. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? I was I was I was very ill prepared until I was prepared, and the way I did that was literally just go. Well, how does AP do his show? He researches. He thinks about what he wants to talk about, and then typically. He'll utilize an article to inform his audience and then give his opinion. Uh-huh. Smart. And I just did that in my own fucking Nate way, you know. Yeah. So I'm just glad that everybody on the network meshes so well together and that we can kind of create these cool avenues in and out between the different shows. You know, mm-hmm. it is very interconnected in that regard.
1: I love I love being part of it so much because it's 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 like it's a family and it's a band. i've I've told you that before it's like a band it is
0: it is like a band except for there's no gigs except for i guess i guess this is technically a gig yeah no but there is an audience see this is so confusing it is a band podcasting is a a band
1: it's a band minus instruments sort of because we got microphones (laughs) shit we got microphones and recording things fuck we have instruments
0: but we're not uh, there's no musicality to it
1: yeah not always (laughs)
0: <laughs> Not always, unless one of your awesome guests like Richard or Jake. Josh. 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 I fucked that up. Sorry. It's I'm all so good. terrible it's all good. at names. He doesn't have that.
1: Facebook, so who cares? Oh, We can talk shit. Well, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you,
0: Jake. <laughs> Jake Skywalker. Jake, Jake Skywalker. That's, that's, that's what uh, Mark Hamill called yeah. Luke Skywalker because yeah. like, he felt like a departure from the character.
1: Well, I feel... I feel like such an asshole because uh, Nick Maxon was talking to me about that. He's like, "Fucking Mark Hamill, he keeps going on about how he he doesn't like the role. He doesn't like he doesn't like this Luke Skywalker." And I'm like, "Because because he was talking to me because he listened to JIC episode 170.
0: Oh, the Last Jedi. Yeah, featuring Dick from Podcastrophe and McLaughlin. McLaughlin. We we made the McLaughlin signal.
1: Yes, I mentioned that. I mentioned that to you when we were discussing you coming down here." Uh, which you were coming down here, anyways. But when we mentioned you coming to the show, uh, you're like, you were like eh, any, any other guest? I'm like, eh, f anything. We can throw up the McLaughlin signal and bring his ass in here.
0: Maybe we should call it the tie signal.
1: The tie signal, yeah,
0: because it just it's um it rolls off the tongue better. I was okay. thinking about it. You the know? tie signal. Uh, the speaking of signal. which, I love how the people who are seeing the live stream, you've got the JIC Network logo and the podcast mm-hmm. logo. That that
1: was uh actually kind of where I was leading with the whole what what we do to improve the show. Okay. Uh I've been myself and Tyler McLaughlin have been looking into uh streaming on Twitch. Cool. And
0: You started Twitch, didn't you? You yes. have a Twitch account now?
1: Yes. Uh so I, he wants to do more so for uh streaming video games. Uh, like Monster Hunter's com- Monster Hunter World is coming out uh later uh, in January January 26th and he wants us to Get really big on because there's not a whole lot of Twitchers streaming Monster Hunter. So I figured we could become a staple of that Monster Hunter community. And uh, I was like, well, I would, that's awesome. But, and I don't, I don't have like the best gaming setup in terms of my computers here and my TVs here. I don't have the room for that right now. Mm -hmm. So, but I do have a podcast and I do live streams on that podcast. So I would like to utilize Twitch for podcasting because there's, Uh, you can, there, there's an audience there and it gets me away from Facebook live. Not, I'm not too big on Facebook live. I I don't like it that much. You know, looking at the
0: quality, it's kind of, it looks less good than what I was expecting.
1: I think, I think that's just the streaming software I'm using, which is one of the things I got from Twitch. They have a whole list of all these different softwares you can use and I'm using, uh, OBS studio and it allows me to, um, put these little. Uh, logos and stuff on there. I can throw up animations and all kinds of other things. Uh, choose to use my audio interface. It looks
0: really interface. good on the phone. Oh, well, that's good. It looks really maybe good it, on the phone. Maybe
1: it's just this. I don't know. It's might...
0: whoever's watching.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you if you're all still watching. My next, my next big thing is to get some software that can stream to multiple sites at once.
0: I love this setup, bro. Thank you. If I had the fundage i would have this set up because i would love to live live stream jic and live stream all the shows we do
1: i wish Uh, we could
0: that's a you know that talking about improving and think you know um talking about goals Mm -hmm. now brandon and i and i have discussed the possibility of someday opening a little studio where it's a couple rooms yeah he's talked to me about that as well with you know your your podcasting setups in the two rooms one set of uh Microphone or one set of cameras so you can just like go from one to the other. Uh oh, you're making a face. I am. Uh oh, what's the face about? Go, just
1: go on. I'll get to it.
0: Okay. So, uh, (laughs) oh, I think I know what it's going to be. Anyways, so the thing is this like, I would love flip it off. Oh, wait, who did I flip (laughs) off? Uh,
1: sorry to interrupt. (laughs) So, uh, one of my guests for today, who has, uh, been almost a guest before? I I, I mentioned because I, I was just I can't remember what what brought it up, but I was like, hey, I'm recording tomorrow, you should come over. It's uh my good friend Austin Welch. Okay. <laughs> Called out. Um, he just snapped me because he, I he's like, yeah, I do need to get on there. I'll let you know if the if the roads aren't bad. He lives in the middle of nowhere, so that is a valid excuse. Fair enough. Uh, he he just snipped me a Snapchat. I'm guessing to get rid of our we he's. He's my largest my longest streak on Snapchat like 250 something days. Jesus. Yeah. It's it's intense and he's lost it before. <laughs> so it could be longer. But uh, he sent me a snap basically saying he has a cold and he's going to read all day. So I of course had to snap him back while recording flipping him off me like fuck you.
0: You made me flip <laughs> a dude I don't know off off. Yes. Oh shit. Mad sorry Austin <laughs> Welsh. Welch. Welch. He he has a really yeah, that's weird as a character. Welch. Do you know what that means? Huh. To welch on a bet, it means to not co- go through with it. Uh, okay, to yeah, welch on sense. a bet, right? That makes sense. So that's weird that you just said that. That's his last name, and he welched <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> he didn't uh, go through with your podcast. <laughs> to be
1: fair, I guess he's sick, so whatever. Feel better uh, soon. Welch. Yeah, feel better, buddy. Uh, he he's he's got a very interesting life. I love I love uh, seeing the things he's doing because he he has a degree in. Uh, camera what his degree is but he's thugonomics, <laughs> uh he has a degree in something to do with uh movies and production and all that he Ooh. went to full sale i think yeah full Sail, whatever awesome. it's down in orlando uh he went to full sale university i believe and so he moved to new york city and he started working for buzzfeed
0: that's awesome yeah
1: and i, I sent a I, I posted a video recently they 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 had a video where they had Star Wars fans react to the 1977 holiday special. Yes. And he got to be part of that.
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah, he was, he
1: was one of the people that they filmed reacting to it, which was awesome. And, of course, he was he was the Austin that I know. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's exactly what he would say. And like I said, he's a character. Get I have to have show. him on this show. You have to be on this show, Austin. Like, come on, dude. It's so much fun and the people would love you absolutely you and know. you know he's he is so opinionated about shows but in a good way like shows movies uh, so he's passionate he's very very passionate
0: just wait till you hear
1: him talk great great just I wait till you start to he talk Was a part of oh oh man like that that was him toned down like when he gets going toned down for what <laughs> 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 but when he gets uh. going he goes and it's great um yeah
0: i, I need to get him on here I'm gonna uh reshare our live okay go for it because I want people to see this shit. right post live oh yeah podcast trophy
1: I'm, gl- I'm so glad you're t- you're saying all this stuff n- because it, it allows for there not to be dead space me. <laughs> Is this technically dead space since we're just talking about the not the dead space?
0: I don't know. That's weird how that works, right? You fill it. You fill it how you want to. It's strange because there's, again, no rules for podcasting, so you no. could have silence. And there's
1: definitely no rules for podcast if you other than fucking
0: have a good time. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the weird thing is, uh, I want to mention, I feel like, have you ever listened to a podcast that does have like eight seconds of silence? Yeah. After two, you know what you do? Oh, it's done. Shit. Oops. I did that for one of the podcasts we did. I, I fucked up and forgot to edit some silence out. Yeah. But that was a mistake uh, because I, I was listening to my own podcast. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to put the back half of the podcast on it. What do I do? I'm freaking out. And then it was there, and then it was just eight seconds of silence. It was the longest. Damn. <laughs> so what have you learned um, podcasting? Like, what is What are some things that you feel more wise about now that you do it? Um. Um. Oh, you um, just
1: ummed, ummed, um. ummed. ummed. <laughs> I did that on purpose after the
0: first one, obviously. The, the first one <laughs> though was you thinking about it. It
1: was. So it's not exactly a something a fill, it's not a filler word. Did it you was, see this? Button? It was legi- Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I I've been tempted to get one of those things.
0: But, doubt, dude. What? Just, Here, I'll show the live feed. Yeah. It's this cool flash dude it closes it opens or whatever you can just like fucking you you slap it on the back of your phone
1: and it is you can hold it it's It's a fucking it's a a little gripper thing that's what that's the way i see it it's something there to grip and (laughs) but uh i don't i don't need it i've never needed one it's whatever i
0: got a fancy iphone what
1: have i learned is when it comes to getting a guest on here i got i gotta be more open to inviting new people on I gotta, I gotta somehow get past the anxiety of getting some, of talking to somebody that hasn't been on here, and uh, being able to, because the 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 anxiety comes from where uh, I I I haven't had them on here, so I don't know if the conversation is going to be good, and is there going to be a lot of awkward dead space?
0: You know what that takes, the uh, cunningness of a host yes, to know that the silence is there. And to, as soon as the silence starts to happen, or another thing that'll happen, and listen, you've been guilty of it, I've been guilty of it, Brando, everybody who podcasts is guilty of it, this. Picking this thing up and utilizing a phone while you're podcasting is kryptonite, because your brain immediately is not in two places at once. Exactly. So, what happens is... I've done
1: it several times since here. Me too, since also since well. Since we've been recording, but mostly just, I've only used it to check, because... Uh, the way Facebook Live works, if you share it, some people don't realize that um, their comments aren't going to be seen in the actual video unless they're actually in the video.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: I was checking to make sure nobody was commenting on that.
0: Thankfully, nobody has. Unthankfully. Um, Unthankfully. Fucking
1: comment. Yeah, comment. Talk to us. Say
0: things to us. We'll all talk (laughs) about any topic. No fear. Same. Same.
1: Same. Uh, I haven't, quite learn too much other than like yeah i don't know because like all my knowledge all my technical knowledge comes from the music world and learning like the production side of things like like my interface and setup and all that like i i learned all how to do all that stuff when i started learning about production and mixing
0: yeah uh I think that that's one thing you do have a strong advantage on is you do know a lot about the mixing and stuff like that. Like it's Yeats. cool you use this like super advanced fucking program or whatever. I'm cool with Audacity, bro. Like yeah, I, I I this looks so advanced to me. I'm just like, how would I even?
1: Which I'm gonna talk to you about this when we're done.
0: Cool, that's great.
1: Uh, I can't wait because I'm gonna give it to you. What? Yeah, I found out that my license spans a couple
0: Interesting. devices.
1: So I'm just gonna give that and the license oh so you can use it and and all of its glorious plugins and learn how to utilize it better yeah or cool if you want you can just download it and buy a license yourself it's like the cheapest thing it's like 50 bucks oh not bad yeah for for as powerful as a program as reaper is it's so cheap and it's every bit as powerful as pro tools in my opinion
0: and not sponsored no by podcastrophy or Podcast <laughs> is not sponsored by Reaper.
1: Uh, they Yet. probably won't once they find out I'm giving you my license. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well.
0: Uh, my thing is uh, with this, I just look at it and I think about things I need to do and it just terrifies me. Like I'd have to learn a whole new thing. But I'm willing to learn. I don't give a shit. It's and every Question, bit. how big are the files when you export? How many well, gigs or megs?
1: I When I export into MP3, they're usually about 100 100 megabytes. Oh, that's
0: not that's bad. That's not bad at all. Especially
1: in, for MP3, that's pretty good. And I'm download, I'm rendering at a really slow pace uh, for better quality. So that increases the size as well. Excellent. Uh, if I were to do Wave, it'd be much bigger. Hmm. <laughs> much, much bigger. Well, that's a Wave file. Uh, but it, it does, it's unnecessary. It's spoken word, and I'm putting a lot of processing onto it. I love that
0: you just used spoken word. Like that's such an adult thing to call yeah. podcasting. <laughs> it is because there. I mean, because before podcasting, there were spoken word FM channels. That yeah, it was just people talking, talk radio, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can't.
1: I can't wait till uh, I can improve my already pretty awesome home studio and get like outboarding gear, which is like like instead of uh, using a plug-in for compression or EQ, I can actually have a, a compressor, a, a physical like device here that will compress the audio going in and because it it's a lot more natural sounding huh and better more gooder more gooder
0: that's a great thing to do (laughs) well so what's the what does this is uh your last show of 2017 it is okay so i'm gonna have you do something on your show and take the reins for a minute and just throw this at you do it two things I want you to quickly reflect on what you think uh, podcasting was to you in 2017 of course you started only in August so you're a little like you only have like the last quarter of 2017 to reflect on I'll reflect on the whole year but more importantly I want to know what your plans and possible goals for 2018 are for your show Because I I don't, this show is great. It could do any number of things. You could have any number of style of episodes. I just want to know have you like thought any of that out? I have. Okay. Uh, So
1: the first half of 2017, podcasting to me was oh, I'm a guest. And I'm a guest. And then it became I, I have my own segment, I'm a host of my own segment. And it, it kind of uh, it, the anxiety was there because I'm like, oh shit, I gotta come up with something this week. I gotta create, and that was something that drove me away from starting this podcast originally. Although originally the idea wasn't that I was gonna be the creator; it was gonna be that I was I was the co-host and just there for the ride. Uh, but then it came to um, I have this I have this uh, the segment, and I gotta create, and of course I. I put myself in a hole. I dug my own grave, essentially, to an, to an extent, not fully, but because it worked and it was awesome. But it made me, it made it so like I would have to continually work harder by the fact that I would have. I mean, it's silly, the little things, but I would have to come up with a new title for my segment every time, and I would have to come up with a new intro every single time. Yeah, you created again. And I
0: did. Yeah, I, I had these two gimmicks. And I was like, "Shit, I can't just stop." <laughs> That's like now I can't envision ending a journey into comics without saying, "Fill your brains with shit." Like it, it's there. It's make every day be... a big dick day. Oh, I love <laughs> the end of this show. It was weird because you did, you did voice of survival with me, mm-hmm. and we closed that show with the Podcastrophe outro. Yeah. Because I just I like that's a, that's the thing that I kind of have the availability to do is if I do have anybody on my show who's musically inclined or they have something that's unique to them I can add it to the end of my show because my show does have outro music but it can be whatever you know like I yeah. can change it doesn't it doesn't really matter so it was really fun to like edit the Big Dick Day song I, I took out the four stick hits and just like got right into it, it yeah was, um that's um, a behind the scenes
1: speaking of music I guess. Uh something I said I was gonna do a while back, a couple episodes back, uh that I haven't really done since it was it was on my solo cast. I put music in the middle of it. And I said I was gonna keep doing that, and I haven't yet. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I have to find the file, (laughs) and this is gonna be fun since we were Facebook living, so they'll get to see all the magic happen. Uh but I'm gonna go ahead and play my good friends in catalytic from indianapolis indiana i'm gonna play their rendition of carol of the bells
0: oh radical oh
1: yeah so everybody listening this is carol of the bells uh by catalytic enjoy hope you guys all enjoyed that that was catalytic carol of the bells what do you think nate
0: i liked it it was groovy it, the quality of the recording is dope like yeah. for them being a more local localized band they're uh they're on a show i just saw a huge announcement for like
1: oh we yeah dark is a part oh no
0: no okay uh fastidio is a part of it like it was a huge it was like indiana metal core lineup show mm-hmm. fest or some bullshit it yeah yeah Fucking nuts. Also, I want to mention while we were off listening to "Carol of the Bells," uh, Felipe from Gummy Worms, yes, episode sixteen. He said, uh, "Oh, Uh, anyways, uh, he asked me if there if I could have any theme song." to my life what would it be and it's witnessed by mindless self-indulgence okay uh
1: i don't know that song
0: you should listen to it it's definitely like not metal at all Mindless yeah. self indulgence is a totally different thing but i just resonate with the lyrics because i was a nobody nothing person who had no drive and no understanding of what my future really held like i wanted to be a musician i wanted to do all these things mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i found podcasting and really dove in head first into this side of it that like opened my passions and that i can podcast i can also be a musician i can create in other ways uh and that song is just talking about how like i need i need someone to have witnessed at how my life was to how it is now like yeah the evolution from where i was to where i am and i'm always grateful that i've been able to grow and develop in that regard so, just to answer Felipe's question that that's my that's my go to.
1: My my answer for that is pretty multifaceted, uh, because I at this very moment in time I honestly can't think of any. It's a theme song word
0: multifaceted. I know. <laughs> Verbage. You can't think of a theme song for your own life. Man. Vocabulary.
1: No, um, because every right now. Okay, so when I think of theme song, it's it's usually my my favorite song represents who i am at that time and how i'm feeling and uh for the longest time it was forget to remember by Mudvayne. i mentioned that on voice of survival episode yeah. 10 and uh then it was uh i think holy diver kill switch engage version because just because that song it, it made me it always made me happy no matter how bad i was feeling uh and then moving forward uh became my current favorite song is but has no representation for how I'm feeling about my life. It's just a, an incredibly beautiful song. Uh, but it, it, I did feel a connection to it for a while. It was Blue in the Gray by Parkway Drive, and it's, it's a very reflective song. It's a very, uh, it's a very sad song. Rage, and I say rage, and I, I feel like I've talked about this on the show before, but rage to me isn't just anger
0: no rage is much deeper than rage is
1: passion exactly rage is passion and that and rage amplifies whatever emotion is attached to it like rage to me can be sadness rage to me can be happy no i wouldn't say happiness it's i I don't know could it be happiness
0: rage as a happiness it could work
1: like we're partying we're raging
0: well (laughs) well that's raving (laughs) (laughs) but uh no, you know, rage can be used positively. Like, let's mm-hmm. go rage and throw down and have a good time and yeah. get, fr- get wild with our friends. You know, uh, another, that's another thing to talk about is how, like, crazy words are now. Like, yeah. The new meanings for all these other oh, words. Oh, God,
1: yeah. At, at this very moment, if I were to pick a theme song, it would probably be this podcast closing song, Big, Big Dick, Dick Day, Day by Pizza Face. Just because it's such a... It's such a positive song, I guess. Like, it's got, it's got a nice, like, positive flow to it, and it's about having a good time, and it's about making, making the best of your life, and, you know, like, uh, y- everything's going as planned, I guess, and you're, you're just enjoying it. Last
0: week was a big dick week for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Can be such a thing. Awesome. I feel like that the lyrics to that song are, are highly accurate to the majority of my life. Uh, so it's – that, that song is so motivational too like when i listen to the end of your shows i'm always just like <laughs> yes like let's go get some shit done because i'm in a great mood now awesome you know? i'm glad
1: i can i'm glad i can do that i'm glad pizza face can do that for yeah, you Yeah. well it's it's you I selected still, it i still haven't told them that i use this that i use their song for my podcast
0: i don't think they're not gonna care do you, you know them personally right uh quasi
1: yeah because i mean they've they played the hilltop fortress they played the the doom room they've played the doom room and they haven't even been, and okay i'm gonna say this they played the doom room and they weren't even there what because they were such they were so ingrained in our music scene <laughs> they're from philadelphia okay they were so ingrained in our music scene from playing uh the narrow house and the, the skylight cafe and i think they played the skylight and uh the hilltop fortress and all these other places uh that some of our bands around town started covering their songs. And so they would whenever the actual pizza face wasn't there, they always called it Pizza Face Deep Dish Edition. <laughs> so um one of the times that Pizza Face Deep Dish Edition Deep Dish Edition played, uh it was like just it was Gooch from Pardiac Arrest. It was Cody Clem from Weed formerly of Weed Be and my Band Catacresis back in the day. Uh and then Dave Linder sang for him. Uh, Ray Carlisle from formerly of Lucifist and Narrow House and Pardiac Arrest and all these other bands. He's
0: uh, Ray Carlisle is in Thermonuclear Division? No.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yes, he is. He is. Yeah, he's he's, he is. The, he's drummer. the drummer. Uh, he drummed for Pardiac Arrest as well. Oh, that's awesome. Pardiac uh, Arrest with great. Which Pardiac Arrest came from Pizza Face. It was a. Uh, What's
0: up, Mike T. Amber Renee?
1: Oh, uh, that's my sister that lives up by you. By me, yeah, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Wild. This is the for if you're listening, this is the guy, this Nate guy. He lives up by you. Hessville, what <laughs> up? Uh no. So deep dish edition, it's always fun because they they have a song called Operation Kill Keg, and they bring a keg out and you gotta kill the keg before the end of the song.
0: Oh my god. Which
1: is kind of insane because most of their songs are only about a minute long.
0: Wow, impossible. No,
1: uh, so they'll just play it over and over again until it's gone.
0: Oh, that's kinda awesome. They play uh it's big like wheels on the bus, but getting drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh they play a big dick day. I think that night, the last time Pizza Face played, like Pizza Face actually played. Um let's see they they also brought back Pardiac Arrest for that night, which Dave Linder they did a deep dish edition of Pardiac Arrest. Awesome. Because <laughs> that's so ingrained in our fucking music scene. But I think every band that night played Big Dick Day. Really? And then that's the first time I heard it was that night. Oh, that's great. And then Pizza, play, Pizza Face played that like three or four times. <laughs> because their songs are so short that they can just fuck it, play oh, it again. Dude, do
0: it again, do yeah. it again. Uh, I was going to say something and my brain just melted off. I can't. Damn it. It was. Oh, dude. Speaking of the music scene in Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, we won an award.
1: Yes, you did. What the fuck? Yes, you Holy did. Holy
0: shit, dude! That was crazy. I genuinely was not expecting that. That I voted for you. That, thanks. I voted <laughs> for you. Did you? Who won the Who won the person award? Was it Austin? It was Nick Maxon. What? Curse you! I should have
1: voted for myself more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried. I tried. I honestly thought I was gonna get it. Love you, Dicky. David. I was in a band with him. Uh, right before i started this podcast cool uh he's definitely gonna be a guest on here
0: that's awesome but back to the award thing like that was weird yeah Uh, we played this show we did all of earth ad which is like the last misfits album that came out in 83 before they technically broke up before the michael graves era which we we won't have to get into but uh we did that show and it was just one of those things where venue mixed with Poor advertising from the place or whatever. I don't know what the reason was. It was not a great turnout, and we blew through uh, Earth AD and killed it, and it was great. But we got off stage and we were kind of feeling like bummed. Yeah. And you've played shows before, and sometimes you have that bummed feeling, like man, that one leaves a sour taste in your mouth. If I
1: ever did have that feeling, it was probably for my own performance. Which sometimes
0: that's all that's all you can that's all you can really reflect on. Obviously, you know, Um, but. We get off stage. We're driving back from from the venue back home, and you had sent that thing in the group. I about fucking fainted and wrecked the truck because I was just like, I wasn't. (laughs) First of all, I wasn't expecting us to win anything. It was great to be nominated. Uh huh. So not only was I not expecting to win anything, but if we had a chance in anything, I thought like best tribute. We probably have that on lock did not expect best new act that was like yeah i felt really genuinely touched by that it was just like like wow the doom room just like that that's really sweet and that's our first award so that's like really (laughs) extra sweet
1: i mean we love you down here we we seriously love you guys down here
0: we like playing lafayette it's it's a fun place Which,
1: which show was that you were referring to by the way which show yeah the the one you played was it one of the shows
0: you played here no oh. this was the night that you sent the thing it was the night oh, that that show was happening here okay. we were Sorry. playing in plano illinois and at a cool okay. place this place the brick lounge but the show just uh left something to be desired it yeah was a little okay. subpar.
1: i get you and uh, now i get you <laughs>
0: and then it's weird because we played like six days later minus our bass player which, unfortunately, is a thing we've had to do sometimes. He gets roped into work because he's a manager for Whole Foods. So, oh, wow. Like, he's the dude, you know? And uh, the thing that just, like, it sucks is he's like, I-, I can't do this show, guys. Sorry. And the three of us, Sarah V and I, can just, like, do that. We can – we're strong enough musicians. We can just do that. We played in Mishawaka on the Friday following the show of the awards night. And it was an awesome show. It was a lot of fun. And it was, like, it's just weird how – Quickly, you can just like brush off a show when mm-hmm. you have a, a you know something like that happen.
1: What what would you say? I don't. Know, this is gonna be weird.
0: Nope. Like nothing's worst, weird. Ask me. Worst uh, experience from a show. I'll tell you. I will fucking. It's time for me to go on my soapbox, bro. This one's been. I've been holding this one in for a long time. So last year, first of all, I want to mention that when Walk Among Us started, we our only goal was to perform the misfits michael graves arid album famous monsters Mm -hmm. play it once live done never do that again we're done no long-term plan plan for walk among us any of that it was months of us trying to decide what the name was going to be we finally found the name when then we started practicing we worked for a year and change on famous monsters every song on the album that's 18 songs at an hour and like eight minutes worth of material okay
1: i'm gonna cut you short not short, but oh dustin, dustin chavez from, uh, of catalytic. catalytic yeah we
0: just played carol of the bells it was awesome actually <laughs> i want to remark again that it was fucking cool as hell to hear that carol yeah. of the bells rendition uh, i air drummed to it oh nice so uh so if you need a drummer no he's not gonna do it i can't i'm so sorry i keep seeing his posts too like we yeah. need a drummer and i'm just like God, i'm glad found a fucking step up if I wasn't so busy I would, you know. But. I'm glad
1: they found a guitarist because I needed one too. Their uh, founding guitarist, I think, James, he left the band too. So Damn. that bums that bums me out because James is a really good dude. But you know, if you're not feeling it anymore and you want to do go further, awesome.
0: Yo. Thanks, dudes. <laughs> no, thank you, Dustin, yeah, for thank you, Dustin. Playing good music and good luck on your upcoming shows. But uh back to this back to, back back to, to this shit show and the worst experience. So we work really hard on Famous Monsters. I mean, I'm talking putting hours a day into learning these songs. Yeah. There's a lot of complicated shit that's going on with them. I was not a drummer when we started this thing at all. I only played guitar. So time comes and a situation presents itself. There's going to be a benefit for Michael Graves because his trailer got stolen. Spoiler yeah. alert. He's had like his trailer stolen five or six times. So learn to be better at trailers, Michael Graves, <laughs> uh, or find a different way to transport your shit. Anyway, so there, this place, the Looney Bin in uh, Illinois, is going to host this show, benefit for Michael Graves, and they actually had like uh, this band, Sleaze, and the creator of Sleaze is the stepson of Doyle from the Misfits, like not okay. blood, but lived with him for a while. Long story there. Uh, anyways. So we get told we're on the card, and we're like, we'll do all the Famous Monsters. It's Michael Graves' benefit. Why not do the arguably the best Michael Graves album to ever come out? Fuck you. We'll just throw it down. You know, why not? We go there. The promoter's not there. It's just the owner. The promoter's not there. He was supposed to perform. The promoter's not there. He sent two fucking old dudes to perform. The promoter's not there. The old dudes performed for an hour and a half. There are still four other bands to go. We don't take stage until 2.30 in the morning.
1: What the fuck? There
0: was no one there. And guess what? There's a fucking sound curfew. We only got an hour set and had to cut two songs. Wow. I, well, here's how strongly we felt about that event. Since then, we have not and will not ever play Michael Graves' music from The Misfits. Wow. That event killed it for me. It took the love out of those songs. We loved those songs, dude we played those songs and we were so well versed in them together didn't matter that there's the whole michael graves versus glenn danzig shit cuz we made those songs fucking shine yeah and then for it to get taken away in a moment like that just like it not only muddied the waters it left a fucking gross ass taste in my mouth of just like i can't i can't put myself through that again i did all this hard work and the and the fucking payoff is no payoff at all so that's when we switched focus, and we're strictly dancing now as hard okay. as we can.
1: That bums that, that kind of bums me out. Um, not necessarily because I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a Misfits fan, as you know. Poser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any Misfits stuff, pal. Know, I'm just, I'm the, you. the closest thing I have to Misfits stuff is stickers for your band. Yeah! But uh, it kind of bums me out that the music now suffers in your mind because of a fucking promoter.
0: Well, it wasn't just the promoter, because the promoter wasn't there because he was sick. So that's reasonable. Oh, okay. But you have to think, when the promoter's not there because he's sick, he didn't think about having anyone step up to run the show, and it ran off the rails in the first hour and a half. Every other band only got 30-minute sets, but they took three bands' worth of time up. Pushed us an hour and a half back, which we would have not cared to play at like 1230. That's cool. It's like the perfect time to play is 1230. That's a great time for party environment. But I digress. It, it was not the case, and it was just um, – it, it, it changed that stuff for me forever. And maybe, who knows? You know, Lafayette, I will say this, it's really funny because Lafayette is the place we get the biggest, biggest suggestion to play Michael Graves' aired stuff. I feel like there is a huge just world of misfits Michael Graves fans in this area. But then I think about Michael Graves himself came here and played. Yeah. It was not a great show, right? There wasn't a ton of people.
1: I left. I was there to play I was there to see Only Human. I was supposed to per- perform with Only Human, but I was six. But so. it wasn't
0: there like there weren't like two hundred people. It wasn't anything crazy. It was an average show.
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty dead when I got there. If so I, I mean, remember.
0: You know, it's like I would rather play the misfit songs that I fucking you know, pardon my proverbial speaking here, but get hard for, as it were. You know, they're get like, a big dick for Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, we did this Earth A D stuff and their songs like Death Comes Ripping that have some of the craziest drums that I've ever played. And it's not like they're crazy hard, but they're intricate. And it made me work for it. So it just gives me this passion and this like pride of I can do that. And that was something I didn't think I could do. And you know, the other Michael Graves stuff and whatnot is like we did it and it got us nowhere and it made us feel not good. Not necessarily because we didn't play it well. But it's just, you know, you've been on stage and things go wrong. Mm -hmm. They do. And that's just, that's music. They do.
1: Uh, You guys have had a lot of technical issues here in town.
0: (sighs) Buddy, I think that, and this is nothing against Nick or the people he gets, but I think in future we're planning on just like setting our sound on whoever's board. Because the thing that's bizarre to me is when we rehearse, we're in a room just a little bit bigger than this room in my house. You've been back here. Yeah. No feedback, no problems. Everybody's crystal clear. Why the hell at a professional environment with a huge-ass sound system like uh, the uh, Carnahan Hall are there technical issues? And it wasn't because Nick did anything wrong. It's Mm -hmm. not like it was in his hands. Someone else dropped the ball, so they had to think ahead. Which that, those the,
1: sound guys I have never seen them before.
0: But but well, not only are they trying to think ahead, these sound guys or whatever. But then when they come back, they don't even they didn't even think to plug the monitors in. And when I'm hearing the thermonuclear division guys go, we didn't have monitors on stage. I was just like, oh, they probably just didn't hear them. And then through all of sound check, no monitors. Well, that's weird. No monitors. Well, that's fucking strange. Well, of course, when it's time to perform and there's no fucking monitors, we're gonna freak out. Yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, I, I remember watching Sarah, and she was yeah she had every right to be but I think that uh, you know I wasn't in the crowd listening you guys sounded great but I think we can hold our own because I don't need to hear Sarah play piano I can barely listen to V play or, or sing her parts or barely hear Rob and I'll keep everything where we need to be because I think we all have that ability we've gelled mm-hmm. enough with each other we know the songs well enough we start the song we play the song the song is done and there's no flaws even if we can't hear ourselves Yeah, it just makes it so much more enjoyable when we can't
1: It does. It does. Um, That's something I always suffered from. If I wasn't able to hear myself, I had a hard time performing. Being the singer, I need to hear myself. Absolutely. There there are some singers that they're like, turn me the fuck off. Don't put me in the monitor at all. And I'm sorry. I got to hear myself. Even if I'm screaming and there's no notes.
0: If you've ever heard somebody, I'm going to call some shit out right now. If you've ever heard a lead singer go don't put me in the monitors it's because they're a fucking shitty lead singer straight up if you tell hey i don't want to be in the monitors so you're perfect you don't make mistakes (laughs) you know every sound you're gonna make you can account for every possible different thing and your bandmates can too that's what you're saying and i call bullshit yeah i don't care how perfect you are
1: I got to hear myself.
0: You have to, vocally speaking.
1: I have to hear myself when I'm recording. I have to hear myself when I'm on stage or practicing. If I can't, fuck.
0: What up, Colby Terry?
1: Thank you for watching, Colby.
0: He needs to be on this show sometime. Yeah,
1: I thought about inviting him today, actually. I don't know why I didn't. Is he in town? He's in town until Aww, the third. Aw, boo Ernst. I I should have. My bad. He was supposed to eat. Now He wasn't supposed to be, but I invited him along for drunk castrophe as well. Nice. He, he said he'd, he'd join if he could, but uh, he didn't. <laughs> Man. So <laughs> but, what else do you want
0: to talk about today, brother?
1: Uh, I'll talk about my worst experience.
0: Yes, please do. Which
1: I don't have a whole and lot of And you didn't answer my other
0: question. What's that? What your goals for 2018 Oh, are shit. <laughs>
1: <show>. <laughs> yeah, we started tangenting and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, but do the worst
0: experience yeah, first. Yeah, I'll do the worst we'll, experience 1st we'll that last thing.
1: Which I don't have a lot of shows. I probably have like four or five shows under my belt in terms of like my own band and they were all uh let's see this is 2017 they were all six years ago okay 2011 (laughs) they were all six years ago i was but a wee lad 2021
0: green in the music scene still green in the music scene i feel
1: you but uh, it was actually my last show it was my best and worst show
0: um please please (laughs) explain how that even makes any sense
1: it was my best performance okay uh i actually moved around i engaged the crowd uh we had a whole stage light show that we brought that with fog and everything fucking cool uh we opened the show i think we opened the show yeah we opened the show and the the, the at jerry lee's pub completely packed completely packed you know uh we are opening for narrow house and threat level which threat level is no longer a band. Uh, but yeah, this was my last show that I performed, my best show, and for me to see and like just the the people that I knew was gonna be there, and I was like, oh hell yeah! I'm like I'm actually good now. I'm bringing my A game tonight, and I did bring my A game, and like most of them were sitting down, no, hardly anybody was actually standing in front of the stage, and that bummed me the fuck out. No interaction. No interaction. I think at one point uh, our friend Levi came up and stood by the stage.
0: See, the thing is this man, to talk about what you're saying with no interaction, (laughs) that is the curse of the modern music scene. And it is because of cell phones and it is because of all these other things. You know what's cool about the misfits? They are going to be performing in, I think tomorrow. And then in three days. Okay. They, They have two shows scheduled one in Vegas and one in LA for their 40th anniversary as a band with the OG lineup. They only played two shows last year first time in 33 years yeah danzig and company have made it official it is a rule no cell phones at the misfit shows that they're about to do kind of like tool you can't bring a you have to lock it in a little locker and they give you a little key to the little locker and like it's very they won't let you in if you have your cell phone and you refuse to do that because people are missing the experience of music and let me tell you if I don't have you giving me energy on stage, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna have energy out. to play for you.
1: Cause why? You it don't me. I used to be really bad about like answering my phone during a show and stuff, but now like I typically give it my full attention. I won't I won't touch my phone and except to post Snapchats and videos yeah, and, and I, stuff.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and you got to think too is like okay, for example, like you guys come see us play, and you guys are all interacting and into it and stuff, and it makes us. Have fun. You feel better. Of that, yeah. And then guess what? We want to come back here and play more shows. And then guess what? More people that you tell, hey, you're going to have a fucking good time. You're going to have a great time coming and seeing these guys play because they're just their energy is what's the yeah. thing. It's not even about the songs or whatever. That's what is missing in most music scenes. And there have been very few music scenes since I've gotten back into music that have this. Chicago, you don't have it. I'm sorry. Chicago is the worst music scene, hands down. I've been there. I've played countless shows in 2017. I think we played six times in 2017 in Chicago to maybe a max of 25 people. Maybe. Played Indianapolis. Sold the motherfucking joint out. Played Fort Wayne. Sold the motherfucking joint out. Played all these places in Indiana. Played Lafayette. Get great crowd reactions. Mm -hmm. It's because the places that have the scenes, they have recognized there is a problem within their scene, and these people... Your Nick Maxons, if you will, yeah. are taking charge. Your Adam Lewis's, shout out to you from Lurking Corpses, they take charge. They want their scene to change, and they're pushing that. But if there's not more people willing to be like, oh, we're the problem in music. We, we, oh, well, there's only shitty bands that come to town. It's because you don't go see bands. Or <laughs> if you your, your friend says, hey, man, you want to come to my show? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll be there, dude. And then you look, and then they're in the crowd, but they're on their phone the whole time and didn't really see your show, and you try to interact. What did you think? Yeah, it was all right. It was good. I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's like the modern technology being so interconnected is yeah, killing it. It's it killing
1: is. it. Um, back to my last show and speaking on what you're talking about, that was before everybody was super like before phones were really that good that we yeah, could stay that barely, connected
0: it was barely smartphone no at that time.
1: i was looking at the crowd and everybody was paying attention
0: but they were just sitting. they were
1: just sitting there they were sitting there they weren't banging their heads i mean there may have been a few nods here and there but it's like you just feel like they're and, you know,
0: respectfully listening yeah you.
1: and they're i mean that's cool and all but i know this crowd of people and then threat level goes up there and they go nuts and they go nuts and it's badass narrow house goes up there it's nuts they're badass but kind of my, addressed. I mean, which, for the record, like Catacresis, we I think I've spoke about it on, Voice of Survival. We were a prog band, basically, not a lot there to move your move around to. But that night we had been working on songs for that night that were like mo- songs that you can, you can mosh to, songs you can move around to, and nothing. I was I was I was telling people I was like I can't wait for you guys to hear this song. I can't wait for you guys to hear this song. It's badass. I want you guys mosh. I want you guys banging your heads. It's badass. And I got nothing. You got blue balled. Yeah.
0: And now, did you know when you got off stage that that was it? No. So you were kind of, you wanted to be on cloud nine because you did play to a large audience of people, but there was not enough interaction for you to, what sort I'm looking for, really thrive and feed yeah. on that.
1: Uh, two Man. months later, I got my job at Subaru. And then I found out I was on night shift and couldn't work Friday, or I couldn't play shows on Friday nights. And I told the band, hey, I, I can't remember if we already had the two shows booked or if they booked it after I told them, hey, I work, I work night shift now. I can't get it off. Um, I I didn't. I, I can't remember if they booked it after I got Subaru or before I got Subaru. But either way, the next two shows, one of which got canceled and the other, I didn't play. Both of them were Fridays. The, those were our last two shows.
0: Their last shows. Their last play. shows,
1: yeah. Um." But yeah, that's that's my worst show experience in the oh. sense that I put forth my best effort and got nothing in return.
0: You, That's exact. I mean, that's like to the T yeah. why it hurts so bad for us too. Yeah, You feel it, man, because you do, you put work in and it's hours and blood and sweat and that's, you know, the music scene is not just, oh, these guys show up and they play music and it's so easy. There's hours and hours and hours. And months and years of time and dedication where you're slaving away at your craft to, to show people, like, here, check out this thing. And mm-hmm. when you don't get recognized at all, it's just like, oh, it's like a fucking death blow, you know? But let, yeah. let's flip the script and flip, because let's not end this on a low note. Let's, oh, hell Let's no. talk about what you want to do with this show in 2018. What I
1: want to do, so there's been talk of us uh, moving off of Podbean. And getting our own host, our hosting ourselves. Yeah. And with that comes each podcast getting its own feed. So I won't be able to piggyback off the Journey into Comics name anymore. Shut up. Any more than it just being associated. Uh, so I'm gonna have to build my own audience, and make sure sh- and ma- and maintain that audience. So therefore, I'm gonna have to up my game. Uh, so my goal is to obviously do that.
0: <laughs> to obviously up my game, um, okay?
1: And that that's where the whole stretch, the whole switch, ah, Twitch streaming comes in. That's where streaming to Facebook and YouTube and wherever else I can. That's where that comes in because uh I want to that being said, I need to create a schedule, but the thing is my my podcast it doesn't have a schedule because I don't know when I can get guests uh, and I don't want I don't want my podcast who's coming on ba- based off of what day I'm doing it yeah Uh, so i I want that so there therefore i want to be able to create as much content as i can being on my own feed i'll be able to do that i'll be able to post like every day if i want to in which i'll be able to live stream everything and i'll I'll be able to be like hey i'm i'm gonna be on at this time
0: will i have a guest i don't know but you'll see me you'll be like uh there's some guy who i watched who does this like crazy live stream show he's got like a background and all this shit yeah yeah and then, like he did like this interview. It was weird. you know him he and he said something to you about doing his podcast. you'll it'll hit you recently. you actually I think met oh him yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> I need to get back to him
0: <laughs> you're like oh, i shit. told
1: I told him I'd get back to him at the end of the, at the beginning of the year, so
0: you got time. yeah, A I got time more days here for uh, more i days. I definitely
1: yeah. wanna this is this is where the anxiety comes in because this this is how much it affects me. I'd rather. I want a guest on his show first before I have him on mine.
0: So you can feel it out. <laughs> yeah, so I can Absolutely. feel him out. Man, there's nothing wrong with um,
1: that. Yeah. So my goals are just to you know improve, uh, improve my setup, which I've done quite a bit lately. uh it, I don't know, like I don't know if I want to bring on like an official co-host. Which if I do, it's probably definitely going to be Tyler McLaughlin. Yeah. Hands down. Throw up the tie signal. Throw up the tie signal. I need you. I need you, my boy. Ba-da-ba. That's his theme music, I guess. I don't know why I just did that, but that was
0: that was what it was. But
1: so basically, just increasing content.
0: Okay, I love and that. I,
1: I want to, I want to have content. I want to probably start my own Patreon. Uh, have merch. I, I, I showed you some pens that my girlfriend yeah for a Christmas present. She was going to get me all these pens, like a handful of these pens of my podcast logo, uh, and they looked awesome. But she could only order them and like. Uh, orders of 100 and i was like well shit do that
0: <laughs> yeah you could have some uh, for sale do some that for swag
1: and they're some... they look badass but unfortunately like nope i'm no one really knows me so like there's not a lot there's not a demand for that stuff yet so i'd be able to be like hey Hey, friend number one. Hey, friend number seven or eight. Buy this pen from me.
0: I love that you just numbered your friends. I've got friends number one, number seven, and
1: eight. I, I just wanted to, you know, Fuck skip
0: you a- two through six.
1: <laughs> I wanted to skip around and, you know, show. Obviously, I I have a lot of friends, but like, am I gonna be like, hey, everybody, buy this now? Yeah, of and am I you am do. I gonna get it? Am I gonna get them to buy it? But uh, that's, just, that's just the modesty in me and me like undercutting myself, or selling myself short, I guess.
0: You're a great podcaster and a poor businessman. That's what yeah. you're telling me right
1: now. Terrible businessman. Uh, uh, that'll improve over time or I'll just hire somebody to do it for It's funny because me.
0: you were like, look at these cool pens and I'm like, oh, for this price you can make this much money off of that. That's what you should do. And you're like, hey. I, yeah, I,
1: told, I told you, I was like, well, I was gonna sell it for this much, but. Okay. You know. I feel like, because you said $10.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's super reasonable for an enamel pen. Yeah. Unless it's like a fucking half inch by half inch or something super microscopic. Yeah. You got to think, um, when we saw Doyle of the, of the Misfits in April, we spent $15 on like a two inch enamel pen. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So your pen looked dope and it's super visible. Mm-hmm. I would support that. Yeah. You know, five bucks, ten bucks, the it thing doesn't is, matter.
1: Doyle has demand behind his name.
0: Yeah, but you can create demand. Oh yeah, that's and that's the, the plan. Trick. That's the trick. <laughs> that's is the you plan. Create the demand but by way of
1: for the beginning. Just I, I suggested five dollars. Yeah, at two at two dollars eighty three cents a pen. Five dollars. Th- I'm making some profit there, and I'm and you know I can actually. I feel like that's reasonable for how much demand I have, which is little to none amongst my amongst the wide audience amongst my friends. Cool. They'll be like, hell yeah, I'll buy that off of you.
0: Well, and the wide audience, you know, I think that we're cusping right now. We're, like, on the cusp because if – if if is a huge letter IF, right? If this Podbean feature goes really well for us, Mm -hmm. everything else will do itself. Like, what you're worried about, you don't have to be. It'll be fine. Like, everything will be cool. You know, it's it's all in the adjusting of the future. One thing I know that I'm stoked for the future of this network is, like, if we do eventually get to go full RSS for everybody – Everybody like literally the way that'll work is we'll import all the old episodes too, so it will be your entire catalog of podcasters. Oh yeah, not just from when we went to individual RSSs. So you can create new fans who listen from the beginning and they find you organically and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Which in turn still makes the network thrive. Yeah. See, I you think I don't think, but I think I think
1: <laughs> I think you think too, pal. No, it, it that's why I love that I work with Brandon. Cause you get to hear all the ideas. I get to hear all of his ideas. Sometimes before
0: I do. Yeah, <laughs> you're a stand-in
1: Nate. <laughs> it's really great because you know it gives me ideas, and it, it it's not that it, I I don't steal the ideas, and I don't uh I I get excited about these ideas because I just I I can hear I can feel his excitement, and it's it's part of the network that I'm on, and I just love hearing about it. Even if it's even if it's for like journey into wrestling. Yeah. Which I don't even listen to. I've never listened to an episode of Journey into Wrestling.
0: It'd be interesting to hear you remark upon what you think of that show I considering don't, you don't know anything about wrestling. I know
1: I know shit about wrestling, okay. Okay, okay. However, I just it's not relevant to my life. Correct. It hasn't Correct. been since I was much younger. Every now and then I'll like a couple buddies of mine like Matt, he's a huge wrestling fan. He went to WrestleMania in Texas. <laughs> he says it was a shit show.
0: Um Oh shit. That's my stare down to Matt Wilcox <laughs> for going to even though you know what literally WrestleMania thirty two was a shit show and I would be super grateful that I didn't go. So he was actually on the floor. Oh
1: he was on the floor and he's like I couldn't see any, anything because everybody was either had a sign up in the air or standing on their seats or anything like that. So he's like, I couldn't see.
0: You just stand there going, so Well, if like, I paid four hundred dollars for these WrestleMania well, he, tickets he to said stare at he the spent, back of someone's head.
1: He said he spent like thousands. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Oh jeez. I yeah, I couldn't do it. My
0: thing is as far as wrestling is concerned not to super tangent here, but if you're gonna pay for WrestleMania tickets and they're not on if they're on the floor, if they're not f- at the very very front, don't buy them. you yeah. you're not gonna see a fucking thing or you're gonna spend the whole night doing this. I'm watching it on the big screen. Yeah, he said he couldn't even see the big screen. I'm I could be at home <laughs> drunk doing off this. my ass yeah. getting a blowy but nope, staring at this big fucking screen when everything's thirty feet in front of me, right in front of me.
1: No, uh, he said he couldn't even see. I would be the screen.
0: Be ureus.
1: Oh yeah, but no, like so. Like the only time I, wrestling is ever relevant is if like a friend like orders it on, orders Survivor Series or uh, WrestleMania or Royal Rumble on. They, and they just invite a bunch of people over, and I'm you one of them. You
0: know you're wrestling. I I,
1: I used to watch hey. it. I have a I have a I'm getting an Ultimate Warrior tattoo. I have an Ultimate Warrior pop vinyl right here. He was one um, of my favorites. I have a I, you know fig pens.
0: No. Yes, fig pens. Yes.
1: I have. A, I just got an Ultimate Warrior fig he's pen. He's like doing this. No, he's actually doing like the.
0: Oh, it's the okay. It's the
1: it's the pose you see him in on like every T-shirt. Um, but yeah, I got that. And it's on my it's on my pin hat. You've seen?
0: Oh, your pin hat's dope. Which Has yeah, there's a, there's pin.
1: there's a Walk Among Us pin on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is. That's fucking grooving.
1: Um, but yeah, so that's like as relevant as wrestling gets for me. I used to watch it as a kid, like during the the Attitude Era, slightly into when John Cena moved in and all that. I think '05 and up, I kind of started
0: phasing out phasing
1: out like Eddie Guerrero died and stuff and...
0: dude I saw his second to last match with Brando actually yeah yeah we went to Smackdown in 2005 a week before he died and it was him it was Eddie versus Batista versus Randy Orton in a triple threat match wow uh, for the title Batista was champ Batista Papa or uh, Batista bombed Randy Orton for the pin, and then after the match, Batista and Eddie danced around the whole ring <laughs> and just like That's threw a little party. Yeah, it was crazy, awesome. And then like a week later, he was dead. Yeah, was fucking weird. I remember
1: that. That was uh, November twelfth or thirteenth.
0: Yes, it was November twelfth. Very good. I remember. Memory.
1: I had a really bad weekend, so I remember that.
0: Man, great memory. Uh, <laughs> sad not you, for me. <laughs> sad that you remember whatever it is that uh, traumatized you. Yeah, it was but,
1: bad. uh Uh, and then as tragic as it was uh the crispin wah thing
0: whoa super fucked up yeah uh, super
1: fucked up but i love the are you gonna talk about the worst meme they're the worst worst memes of all time
0: hey they were supposed to tap they were supposed to tap
1: father of the year or happy father's day oh Oh, wait man
0: Did you say 08 or 08? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's crazy because I watch wrestling matches from Chris Benoit's career now. He was such a
1: great wrestler and such a great personality.
0: Phenomenal. But every time he takes a bump where his head hits something, I'm like, there. That is the start or that is it getting worse or that is it going to the extreme or what have you. So but I've tangented your show into wrestling long enough.
1: <laughs> That's fine. That's uh, fine.
0: What were we talking about? We we're just riffing about like the network and oh, the future yeah. of your show. Speaking of
1: like journey that. into wrestling, I have a friend and he's a bartender at my local watering hole, The Vault.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh he would lo- he's he told me, he's like, I would love to go on your show and talk about wrestling and stuff. And I'm like, actually, there's a there's a show on our network dedicated to that, and I think you would be great for it. His name's Brandon Edging uh i don't know if he has skype or anything like that but you could probably skype him in make it happen um, just
0: get him to our shit so you can find out if he likes us and if he does we'll talk I, yeah you know
1: brandon if you're watching or listening hit
0: hit up nate nate phillips other brandon not my brandon not stone sorry my eye itches like fuck right now that was crazy um
1: but yeah he's uh, and i'd love to have him on my show too he's he's a character and uh I, I love i love going to the down to the vault and visiting all those guys my former drummer and drench he's a bartender there hell yeah um and it's, it's the bar the bartenders and staff there are always a one
0: you know what the, <laughs> you know what this uh recording this today means for you though right what's that you have to immediately upload this and get it to me <laughs> so we yes. can go up tomorrow <laughs> holy shit i was just like Oh, my God, I have to edit a podcast tonight. Someday.
1: And you know what? You know what's great about this? What? Having you on this.
0: What?
1: You can come up with your, with your own damn description for it.
0: <laughs> I guess you're right. We can I, talk about... I
1: struggle with coming up with descriptions. You know
0: why? Because, like, the one thing that I've learned, because it, it, what I was going to say is the reason you struggle with descriptions is because it's actually like an art form. It is thinking about how to describe what you talked about with your friend in the moment where there's some interesting stuff happening, and you know what I typically think is write whatever it doesn't it doesn't really that matter that much. People are going to tune in. They might read the description and go, oh, that's kind of what this show is about, or it might have you know very little to do with yeah. it. I have fun with it, you know, and just don't don't really care that much. Makes it easier.
1: Yeah, um, I think we're I think we're getting close to the end here. We're gonna wrap it up. I got places to be.
0: Yeah, and podcast edit
1: and a podcast to edit real <laughs> quick, <laughs> on the fly, real quick. Um, are there any final thoughts you have? Anything you want to say to my audience? That's your audience. I love <laughs>
0: that it's been thirteen episodes since I've been on podcastrophy. Yeah? <gasps> yeah. No, because I was on episode uh, seven. This house, this house is bitching. So it's only been ten episodes.
1: That was that was podcast day, right?
0: Podcast day. Yeah, the podcast uh, extravaganza. That was crazy. That was. No, to talk to your... Listen, people, there's a whole network of fucking dope shows. If you're listening to Podcastrophe, it's not the only show on the network. You get a bumper for voice of survival or butt stuff on this show, and then you've got all these other great shows. Monday through Sunday, there's a show on the network. Listen to our shit, because while our shows aren't necessarily interconnected or crossing over consistently, we are a bigger family, and it's like... You can join our family and listen to what we all are talking about and get insight to what we're up to. It's like our own rooster teeth. Oh, yeah. Except for we're the Journey into Comics Network, and um, it's because I love all my friends and want them to have fun talking about the shit they like.
1: Yeah, that's all I have. And I like talking about whatever the fuck my guests want to talk about. <sighs> yep. And, like, I mean, <laughs> Nick Maxson... He, uh, he told me the other day, he's like, I love how open you are about watching 4k porn (laughs) and VR porn. I have not, I have yet to do uh, VR. Oh, I've yet to do VR. That's the next step it's the next logical step it's the you to next be fully, logical step fully emer-
0: my question is this like okay so do you are you like like i'm gonna like we're getting personal here. oh for yeah second, but
1: like go for it
0: are you going to town and yourself watching the the vr porn or is the is the thing like listen honey we're gonna try to kink up the bedroom a little bit tonight like i'm gonna put the headset on and you're gonna go to town
1: i never thought of that <laughs> i may have to uh conspire conspire Oh, I don't know odd. like I, I feel like that'd be so weird not being able to like
0: actually see her but getting all the sensations of the thing yeah, you're watching.
1: Yeah, I was going to go more for the solo mode. Yeah, but <laughs> like, s- like like that's such an ex- like part of the experience I guess is like it, 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 out of the cor- I guess corner out of your peripheral seeing yourself like doing the act. <laughs> so it's like w- not being okay. able to see yourself and only being able to watch the porn But like,
0: also like another thing to think about, you have roommates. I do. Okay, so like (laughs) you're in the town going spanky spank on yourself with a headset on and they're just staring at you just like, what the fuck? They just come in and it's like, like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." (laughs) you know, going crazy or whatever.
1: Uh, Oh, man. VR porn, weird. VR porn, weird. (laughs) Weird. That's the next step. I definitely want to experience it for sure. 4K has been cool and all,
0: but. That was a Christmas topic, by the way yeah veronica's mom brought up fork or not 4k but the vr porn because she watched she, she, she tried it out you know and she was like it's so weird it's weird
1: like obviously i, w- I would i would assume it was like uh uh what's it called <laughs> it's where you're looking through the eyes pov of- pov yes point of view yeah point of view i remember <laughs> like at most if you're not watching a pov vr porn like what's the point it's just P-O-V-R it's just a screen that's, it, <laughs> it's just a, other than that it's just a screen that's really close to your face <laughs> yes and you get,
0: it's super close to my eyes
1: and you're just depriving yourself of all the other senses burning
0: my retinas yes we're gonna get out of here
1: we're gonna get out of here okay uh thank you guys for listening this is dick this is nate that's nate yeah that's me uh, we're on the Journey into Comics Network. Please subscribe. Please hit hit our Patreon up for a dollar or three. You'll get some early access or some exclusive content or both.
0: Yeah, or, yeah. or future stuff coming. Yeah.
1: yeah. Subscribe to us on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, many other places. You'll get a ton of podcasts. This has been Dick. Please make every day a, a big,
0: big Dick, Dick Day. day. days gonna be a big kick. Kick. be a big day be a <laughs> big